0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The post-Civil War landscape of the American West offers escape and opportunities to many new immigrants who come to the country's shore. A few of them brave the journey to the camp town of Missouri Crossing, each looking for a new lease on life in the Dakota Territories. Join the settlers of Missouri Crossing, including Gregory Smith, played by Joaquin, Sister Margaret Miller, played by Monica, Bjorn Hagman, played by Chris, and Craig as the keeper of arcane lore, as we explore the horrors that await us on down darker trails. So as the sun sets, uh, the women all end up sharing the bed in the Burgess house while the men basically put down padding and uh take up residence in the barn gregory you're you you kind of uh like stay out um as a sentry, but uh do you want to stay out the whole night or do you want to come in at some point is there ever a point where you feel like you're safe enough to come in and sleep
2: i think definitely he he will like do take like first watch ish and then I'm guessing at some point oh, he will probably like, you know, wake someone else up just to uh, you know, probably like, rate, make a raise. It's like, you know, hey, you know I do want to get some, some sleep at some point. So uh, like, you know, probably uh, you know, wake someone up to take take the next shift, I guess.
1: Yeah. At some point you see uh, one of the cowpokes um, walking out um, to kind of take over watching the herd and seems kind of uh, surprised to see that you're still out. So he kind of basically says that, oh, don't worry don't worry sir no one's going to take your wagon i'll make sure uh
2: well i've we've had i've had i have reason to be worried
1: i'm I'm sure but uh i mean we came through this far and we're so close so just get some sleep sir all
2: right all right yeah and then like you'll like you know sort of toss and turn for a bit then finally it's just sort of pass out
1: yeah you kind of find like a big pile of hay and throw a wool blanket over yourself and then like before you, you just like drift off and you don't even remember like like lying there at all there's like no tossing and turning you you just sleep straight on through and you're not woken until you see a uh, sun coming through the uh, gaps in the wood of the barn and kind of like makes a vertical line across your face but um even though you sl- you're sleeping on the floor and and a big pile of hay it's probably the like best sleep you had in months and in fact all of you feel like you had a very nice sanity restoring rest and the hospitality provided by the virgis family just you know mixed with the sense of finally making it uh, just you know kind of refreshing refreshes everyone so at this point uh, we get to roll some dice so everyone's going to gain 1d6 points of sand. And 1d10 points of luck for finally making it to the destination. So if you guys can roll that now, that's uh one one d6
0: for sand and one d ten for luck.
2: I got a six for the sand. Yes, I'm finally making some progress back. I got
3: a two for the sanity.
0: I got two sanity and two luck.
2: Got a four for the luck. So that should put me at
3: ninety-four luck.
2: I spend some of that next time I'm going crazy.
3: I got a 10 for luck. So that brings me up to 55.
2: And
1: Makes you the lucky dog now. So you don't really uh, stay much longer because you wanted to get a um, early start on the day. Um, after gathering the horses um, to ride into camp, uh, there's not much um, to go. Um, uh, Russ and uh, uh, Sam kind of make arrangements with uh, Bill Burgess to leave the cattle here for a while, along with a couple of the cowherds, the to- Kind of keep an eye on them because it doesn't make sense to drive the cattle into town right now. So a lot of you kind of mount up and make your way towards the like small little settlement in front of you. So you're riding through and you're cresting hills and there are these like gently rolling hills. So like you get to the top of uh, one, then you kind of look down and you see like, These really tall willow trees growing um, by the river. They must be ancient. Um, You have the fresh smell of uh, pine trees and mud. You see a scattering of sod homes on the way into camp. A few permanent uh, wooden structures stand out prominently from the rest of the canvas tents and wagons arranged. Almost like they're forming like a proto-main street in the distance. Several wooden skeletons of buildings are still under construction, and they dot the beginning of the main street. And, like, Bjorn, as you're kind of uh, astride payday, Father in some um, comes up um, behind you. He's now um, riding one of the mules, and he breaks
0: the silence. Well, my son, we made it. I look over, and I'm like, that we did, Father, that we did. What's your first order of business? Well,
1: we need to... Definitely find a temporary spot to make some sort of camp or at least housing structure. But, you know, a physical presence is something. Tell me, son, do you know what uh, Thigmotaxis is? I'm not familiar. Well, and he kind of like cocks his head slightly as if he's like ready, getting ready to recite. It says Thigmotaxis. It's, it's a term for motion or orientation of an organization of an organism in response to touch stimuli, but you know, for humans, it's basically the desire to be near a wall, you know, hey, do you ever realize that you feel more comfortable when you're like walking along a wall? Yes. Yeah, I have. And then he extends his arms and points down where you could see the, um, the buildings um, starting to pop up and it's, they're interspersed with tents and it says, Look here, take notice, like even on the most frontier of all settlements, like even those few buildings and tents are starting to make lines and rows in the ground. These lines will soon become streets and these streets will form grids and from these grids will form communities. And that's our first order of business, I think.
0: I think you're right, but you bring up a good point. I kind of just look out for a second and then I'm like, look forward and I say, doesn't it concern you a little that you're the first man of the cloth to be here? Someone had to be first. You're correct. But also, there's no law in here either. Doesn't that concern you also? Well, we do have the law of God, which even
1: those without face, those without face, you know, most of them still follow it, whether they consider it a conscience or something. That's something
0: we could build off of. I, I think so. Good intentions, though. But Father, I think you are becoming into some influence that you're probably not aware that you've had. In cities like we came from. What do you mean? Well, I think there's, like you said, there's probably going to be a lot of people who are yearning for a man of the cloth here. New families, like Mr. Smith, who are coming here. But also, you got to realize the people that were here before us, they might not be the type that are yearning for the cloth.
1: Well, at the very least, there can't be much uh, as far as things to do or entertainment around here. Oh, so. Baking on the uh, Novelty
0: Act for a while there. Well, yes. But what I'm saying, Father, is soon you're going to have influence that you probably didn't realize you're going to have. These people are going to be looking at uh, you for guidance. Some of them are. The other half are probably going to look at you as someone stopping them from what they want to do. I don't intend to make any laws or keep them. Um, but there's me- not that. that's not what I'm saying, Father. You're not making laws, but you represent something greater than yourself. And what you represent could be a hindrance to some people here who already have power. Well, we should try at the very least. You're correct. And that's where my, what I'm going to say next comes into play. I think with the influence that you may soon find yourself having, I think that your word could carry a lot of weight. And I think that you should probably speak on behalf of having some form of law here because without law, Father, I'm sure you're well aware, it can quickly disrupt into chaos in places like this where you can find the less-than-desirables have more power than they probably should have.
1: Well, we must uh, reach out to them with open arms and open hearts and accept whatever flock we can as shepherds of this land.
0: Of course. I agree. Of course. Of course. You're right. You're correct. But you know that there's a purpose for the law for those who represent it, especially where we just came from. I do. But
1: as you say, many of those in front of us might not see it. I'm I'm willing to take whatever responsibilities or risks necessary, for that is my mission, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I was a lawman where I came from. Did I ever tell you that?
1: Well, I've I've heard, but I don't think we um, as men of faith have ever spoken on it. Is this something you are trying to take up the reins of
0: again? Originally my intent was no. I just wanted to come here and have a farm with my son and start over. But not going to lie father after what i heard at the house that we just came from i think that maybe i might have to at least until something is figured out until this area is annexed into the into the city into the united states but i'm gonna need help with that
1: he kind of nods and you're you're looking around and you notice um your son johan is with uh sam baker and they're now kind of unburdened by the uh, the the chuck wagon and the basically rolling cabinet that they had to mind um, in the past, but like you're looking out and you're just kind of seeing him and looking over like what's going to be his new home. And you look back and see father and noticing it as well. And he starts to nod and says, you are right without law and without order. I'm not sure how much of a life there'd be for your son and the sons and daughters of all the rest of our folk.
0: So well, then I can count on you to help me convince others that that position is needed. I can come to you when I need help. You have some, you have my support for what it's worth, but uh, I need to build
1: my own uh, faith base, as it and I would uh, appreciate your support on that as well.
0: Yes, yes. And one other thing, I turn my horse to like stop going forward to kind of like get closer to him. I don't know how to say this, Father. You're going to have to keep an eye out on the two that serve you in a town like this.
1: Well, they do not... They do not serve me. They, of course, serve the Lord, but I understand what you mean.
0: There are types in these towns that are undesirable, and the cloth doesn't mean anything to them. He
1: nods. And you basically ride on in silence for, like, many hours. And as you're passing through the camp town, you're basically noticing you're seeing dozens of men scurrying about working, putting things together, cutting down trees, building homes, building... What it looks like, the skeleton of businesses walking to and fro, fetching, carrying water. One of the things that you notice first is that there are very many men, but you don't really see many women among them.
0: That's what I was afraid of. I look at Sister Miller. I assume she's kind of in the same area. Whatever. I slow my horse down, Sister. Yes. You're gonna have to be careful in a town like this. To be frank, okay.
3: I've already told you, Mr. Hagman, nothing will happen.
0: I know you can say that, but I'd feel more comfortable if you would either grab me or Gregory if you needed to go somewhere.
3: Of course, if I need to absolutely go somewhere, I will certainly come to you, Mr. Hagman. And with that, she kind of has her hand behind her and she's kind of crossing her fingers.
0: Jesus Christ. (laughs) I just ride forward and continue the (laughs) ride. You see uh, Sister Michael kind
1: of just kind of smiling at you, Sister Margaret, as you said that, and she doesn't really say anything, but like you you don't need a psychology role to notice that she's reading in on something.
3: She'll just kind of turn and give her a light wink.
0: It's got to be Cthulhu controlling those ovaries, man, because Bajoran's a fucking ugly motherfucker. I don't think like it. like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <You know? laughs> well it's not when you only have so many options you pick it's like a sausage fest here there's like all these other dudes and
0: you got pox marked big nose jorn you know what i mean just like,
2: like Accepted no yeah. accept it
1: <laughs> so gregory as you are driving your wagon forward um you're noticing like around that Well, the oxen that you brought in with you—they were very good and very strong and quite steady, and most importantly, cheap. You you notice that once uh, you get here and set things up, you have a realization that you probably don't need oxen anymore.
2: Hmm. Well, we suppose we could sell them off for a bit of money to one of the farmers nearby. Oh, it's not people always looking for a good plow animal.
1: What was that, dear? And your wife Samantha sitting next to you? Just
2: thinking about business and. What exactly? What what, you know, what are we gonna? What do we need to buy? Where we need to sell?
1: I see. You're not selling Zeke, says your uh, daughter um, Mary.
2: No, 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 no. of course not. Not Zeke. Oh, I was thinking more of the uh, the oxen. We, you know, since we're we don't really we're not going to need them to plow you know, the fields, and we we've already arrived, so we won't need the wagons that much longer. Mm.
1: I I see. Uh...
2: And so he also like you know he's like looking around. He sees also the you know the the large percentage of men and stuff. He just, he just makes sure to, like turn to his family. It's like yeah, don't in the don't head out head out into town unless you unless you unless I, me or Mister Hadwin is with you, okay? Just until we make sure to let everyone know how what the situation is.
1: But where should we go? Says Mark.
2: <sighs> well, well. hmm. Yeah, I think I'll have to go talk to uh, Hagman and see it, the others, see if we can have, like, I do know, some kind of temporary camping stuff before we can start uh, sticking a claim to build, start building our house, Forge.
1: So the group of you kind of makes your way into the city. Is there a specific spot you're aiming for to park, or do you have any plans of, or things that you want to get into right away?
2: Yeah, I think once he's arrived, he's going to want to at least, you know, uh, he was going to first well, find a place to like you know park the wagon and stuff. Then he wants to see if he can like, grab a grab a horse or to brief temporarily just so he can go visit his uh, brother at the uh, fort, just to let to let him know that you know they they're, they've arrived. See if he has any news for him. You can take payday if you want. Thank you, Mr. Hagman. Yes, I can, can
0: I say just one more thing out of character. Like an epiphany I just had. Like, of way ahead. Just real quick. I look at like we have like I would like to trust Gregory and. In- picking the logistics of like where we're going to stay you know what i mean like i like to build my house next to his and maybe the church can be built by wherever gregory builds a smith like he can really get at the logistics of the city margaret can focus on like getting the information about like the super you know what i mean the rumor supernatural just information broker and i could work on this whole like law security you know what i mean thing what do you guys think about that
2: I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, my current campaign is to talk to the brother, see, sort of get like, him, see what he knows about the local area, see if he knows any good spots.
0: For sure. I could picture Gregory being a future mayor of the city. That's all. You know what I mean? Do you agree with that, Sister Miller? Like, that's a good, I mean, just before we go our own ways, do you think that's a good strategy or do you have any input or? No, it's not. I don't want to speak on your behalf. Yeah. I just don't want to assume that, you know, go along. I think it's good. Like, I see we're all forming a little influence. You know what I mean? Our own little bubble of influence there, so. I like it. All right. I apologize. I just wanted to say that before I forgot. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, oh shit. I'm having an idea. Yeah, no, that makes
1: sense. I'm just, um, I'm just wondering if you guys want to just split up now or do you want to stay
0: together until you figure something out or. I I mean, like he's going to go see his brother. I would like us to like camp where, oh, together. I like us to build our shit by each other. You know what I mean? And then like if he goes talk to his brother, maybe I could escort uh, Sister Miller. She wants to go talk to people or whatever, you know, like she was saying. Next on stage at the Silver Dollar. By the way, Silver Dollar is a real fucking bar in Mandan. And it's a sleazy biker place, dude. Yeah, where my uncle used to play street dances there. He played in a band that would play there. Yes, but
1: in 1867, the the Glasgow silver dollar is located on the eastern banks of the Missouri River. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> that's so, crazy. Yeah.
1: I just I, of out of character, I don't know if that's true, but right now it is.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. That, yeah. I just kind of, I loved how you said, like, oh, shit, there's a real silver dollar. I got a lot of memories at that place as a kid and 21, but I won't go into it.
3: I think uh, Margaret will kind of go find uh, little Mary and uh, take Zeke from her and use it, use the dogs as an excuse to go with Bjorn around and see if she can find someone to help him because you did injure his paw during the last incident. Uh, but she will eventually, once they're established, she's definitely going to break free from Bjorn and do some, you know, Scooby-Doo work on her own.
0: If you want to go do Scooby-Doo work on your own now, that's fine. I'm, I'm perfectly cool with that because I, I, I can go like, do shit on my own i don't want you to feel like you know what i mean
3: no you can help me with the dog because she's got to get a feeling for the town first
0: for sure okay and then
3: once she feels quote unquote in her own mind that she's totally fine and doesn't need anyone (laughs) protecting her then she's gonna (laughs) go get herself in trouble
0: okay sounds good all right cool good plan
1: of action so um could i actually get an idea roll from all three of you 47 out of 75
2: 60 out of 45. 60 out
3: of 80.
1: Well, uh, Bjorn and Margaret, you recall that there was a horse livery mentioned at the Burgesses, which might be a decent place to, you know, at least store the horses um, for a day until you figure out what you want to be going. And they might be able to take on your wagon as well. You also remember that uh, the Burgesses uh, mentioned that Boss Thompson might know a few things about um, animal medicine. Since he worked with a lot of horses, you would also know, Gregory, that uh, uh, Fort Lincoln is about a half day's ride away from town center.
2: Oh, it's got to move fast. <laughs> okay, so how about we do the uh, Hagman and uh, Mr. Smillis, first, then we do uh, Gregory's? Sure. um
1: Gregory, are you going to leave your family in town, or are you going to just kind of ride out without them, or are you taking them with?
2: Yeah, I'm going to, I think I'm going to leave them behind just for now, just so it'll be faster for him, just, you know, zip-zop, back in and out.
0: That can help okay. keep an eye on them, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, and the father him, uh, ask
2: uh, Bjorn and uh, Johan yeah. to uh, keep an yeah. eye on them. Yeah.
0: Plus, if you, like, took
1: payday or something for a ride, they'll save at least a half day of, uh, or probably full day of uh, boarding them. Exactly. exactly.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, just yeah. sort of.
1: Pinch uh, those pennies.
0: Penny, <laughs> penny save, penny
1: earn, baby. All right. So um, after a quick farewell, Gregory heads out to the, probably in a western direction. And you're able to basically get directions by asking around where the cavalry fort is. And people just kind of keep pointing west. And then you kind of have the um, idea that you'll find it eventually. Bjorn and Margaret, um, you guys arrive at the horse livery. And you're minus a horse, but there's still oxen in a wagon there's um the the two mules from the missionary wagon and various other horses to put up so you're able to arrange that with uh boss thompson he he charges you um you know what it doesn't matter what he charges you he charges you an insignificant amount of money to put up the horses for the day but in time it would add up
0: yeah hopefully once we start getting situated we won't need to keep doing that you know
1: yeah, that's the idea. But there's um, hay and oats, and they'll even brush off the animals for a bit. And there's a corral with a few other um, horses and ponies in there. Many of them, like, just sturdy animals meant for crossing slowly. And then there's a few, like, larger pintos. So, nice. scenes on
0: you. So, Miss Mar- uh, Miller, I'm just here to help you. <laughs> I just like of the dog.
3: So, Margaret will have uh, scooped up the dog. Uh, did we ever determine how large this dog was?
1: More than 30 pounds, less than 50
3: Okay, so Margaret's going to attempt to pick up the dog and then determine he's a little too heavy and uh, look at Bjorn and say, would you mind carrying him? I am so sorry. I think, you know, he weighs almost as much as I do. He may as well be a horse for me. And he's limping. I'd rather him not injure himself further.
0: Oh, yes. The Norwegian trail sniffer for the Norwegian, yes. And I just like pick up the dog and just start walking. Yeah, a little
1: little uh, Mary Smith is following you because it's, basically her dog
0: Mary Mary stay with your mother we got this don't worry we'll take care of it okay we're but, gonna go where it's really busy but I want I want Zeke to be okay yo oh, she'll be okay trust me I'll make sure I'm a Norwegian he's a Norwegian dog I'll make sure he's okay oh okay don't let anything bad happen to Zeke I won't. I won't. I promise you, dear old lady. And I just like pat her don't on Don't worry.
3: Head. We've got him safe and sound. The whole point is to get his foot fixed up so he'll be right as rain in no time. Just go with your mom. We don't really know these people quite yet, and she may need help now that your father's gone. Okay. Thanks, Aunt Margaret. Of course, darling. And once she's off, uh, she's going to walk with Bjorn, kind of be low-key impressed that he's just carrying this 40-pound dog. And she's going to look at her feet as she walks just to show respect, you know, in case people are watching her since they're the new people in town. And she's going to say, I'm hoping that this man can at least fix Zeke's leg. I'm not really sure how he got injured last time. Do you know? Do you think it was when the cow fell on Mary?
0: I would assume so. Or I don't And He just like stops. and He just doesn't want to say the thoughts come into his head.
3: Hmm. I think we're on the same page when it comes to that, Mr. Hagman, which I think is an excellent idea that we did pick up this dog when we did. He can at least alert us when something is amiss. At the very least, if we can outrun the dog, you know, and she just kind of snots.
0: Sister, that's, not very, that's not very Christian-like.
3: God put us here to have dominion over the animals. And as, as cute as he is and as wonderful as he is, if it's that dog's life of my own, or my own I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to choose my own.
0: Uh, that's a good call, I'd say. While I have you here, yeah, we're walking to the, you know, the stable. I talked to Father Nos. I, listen, sister, you you realize there's a purpose for law, right? Yes, of course. And you realize there's a purpose for religion, right? Absolutely. And I tried to explain this to Father Nos, but I don't think he could grasp what I was trying to say. You know that you and him and Sister... Michael. Um, sister Michael... You're going to have a lot of people yearning for what you do, right?
3: One can only hope.
0: And that means that you're going to have influence in the city soon, like Gregory will, being the only blacksmith.
3: And she nods and says, fingers crossed to that, from your mouth to God's ears.
0: Well, sister, I have a favor to ask. And I asked this of the father, but I don't think he was understanding quite what I was saying. I desperately feel that there needs to be a presence, some sort of authority or law here to keep things protected. we talked about before i'm like choosing my words carefully as i assume people are like walking past us
3: well of course i was absolutely shocked and gobsmacked to find out that there are no doctors no lawmen and no clergy we definitely need law here
0: exactly so with this influence that you and father Nas and sister michael sister michael will have i ask maybe you can hopefully persuade people to the importance of law and having a lawman
3: well, certainly. We you know, we do like order, and if people don't follow order and they don't uh, follow civil law, then we can't have a godly society now, can we?
0: Yes, but that leads to the second problem. This individual who owns that silver dollar, the Mr. Greer, they say he provides his own protection. You aware of what usually people like that mean when they say protection, sister?
3: And she kind of looks up at him and shakes her head innocently. Uh, I, I don't know what that means.
0: And he thinks for a second as he's walking with the dog and he's like, so this man, Mr. Greer, I'm willing to bet, has probably a lot of muscle, a lot of people working for him, right? Yes. And if he was, you know, maybe if he was a man of ill repute, he'd probably tell people that if they paid him, he would protect them from something bad happening to them. And if they didn't pay, these same people that worked for Mr. Greer would most likely cause bad things to happen.
3: Oh, I see what you mean, like a an unsavory type of gentleman.
0: It's called extortion in legal terms.
3: I'm sorry, I don't know much about the law, but I do think I follow what you're saying. Uh, Do as I say, if not, I take matters into my own hands sort of thing.
0: Yes. So you may hear some pushback from people saying, well, we already have protection. Mr. Greer protects it. What I'm willing to bet, and of course, Mr. Greer could be a totally opposite man than I picture him, but through my experiences being a lawman in my home country, I very much doubt people are going to push back and say there's already protection. And there isn't, because the law should be impartial. The law should be fair and balanced. Justice is blind. That's something that I've read in your law books of this country.
3: Well, don't you worry, Mr. Hagman. If anybody asks or if anybody comes to us for the aid, you know, we'll always say that you have our backs. And you honestly have since the very first day we met you and throughout this terrible travel that we've been through. You have been our guardian angel.
0: Well, I wouldn't quite say it like that, but thank you. But listen, I don't—I didn't want to be a lawman when I came here. I hope you know that. I just wanted to farm with my son. but. After what we all witnessed, and if we really want to protect our families, do you understand why I'm making these decisions, right?
3: Well, I'm 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 not entirely sure. I just think it's your gift from God to be a man of the law, and it's your calling which you can't ignore. I'm sure you wanted to be a farmer, but this is God's greater purpose for you, and I support it.
0: And you see, for a moment, he like he, you see his eyes get a little watery. For a second when you say that, and then he just looks forward and he keeps walking, as if to like abruptly stop the discussion, you know.
3: She'll very gently reach out and give him she'll she'll go to give him a like a rub on the back, but then catch herself and then just give him like a, a stern double pat, like they're there, it's fine. And then uh she'll keep walking heading to uh the stables.
1: Margaret, can you make me a spot hidden check as you're walking through the streets?
3: I got a 39 out of 30, unfortunately.
1: Okay, yeah, uh, to be fair, you have been making a point of staring at your feet as you're walking, so as not to look suspicious.
3: But um, it doesn't
1: take you, um, the two of you, long to um, find Boss Thompson again, uh, once you have gotten some of the, nece- the necessities off the wagon and you got Gregory set up on payday. But um, he's he's around and he, he looks to be just like brushing down um, one of the ponies from the that was um, stabled in the livery.
3: So Margaret will approach first, but kind of elbow Bjorn since he's the man and he should be the first point of contact.
0: I look at her for a second, confused, because you know Europe things are probably done a little differently, and I'm just like, "Uh, hey, sir," and I just like kind of like try to you know speak, uh, Mister Thompson. Yeah, boss. What's what can I do for you? and he
1: continues to brush the pony. Uh
0: Sister uh Sister Miller here has a question about the a dog here and I like kind of like motion with the dog. Go go ahead now and I like just tell her under her breath.
3: Hello. Uh my name is uh, Margaret Miller and she's stuttering a little. She's very nervous. Um I was uh directed here by a uh, um, so Bill Burgess and his wife uh, Mary Burgess, outside of town, uh, he he mentioned that uh, you, you took care of animals. You you did hus- husbandry work. And um, I'm sorry to trouble you, but this here is uh, the, the family dog with our caravan, and he's injured his paw. He's been he's been limping for quite a ways. I, I was wondering if perhaps you knew anything about canines or could direct us to anybody who could assist us, maybe mending his paw.
1: And as he stands up because he's kind of crouched over to um, brush um, the um, the pony, kind of stands up and you realize that he's a very big uh, guy. And he says, "I could take a look. Can you? Uh, can you pay?" Yeah, we could pay. Yeah.
3: Yes, we certainly can. Of course, I'd never ask you to do it for free, uh, Mister Hagman. Will you? Will you please hand him Zeke?
0: I kind of like hand him over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me just roll
1: real quick. Okay, fourteen. Um, yeah, he, he passes his his medicine roll. Ah, yeah, looks like a lower sprain, front right paw. Um, so
3: there's not broken then.
1: Well, it might if he keeps walking around on that. Hold on for a minute, and he starts r- muffling around like um this big box that's in the uh, corner of the livery, and pulls out. It looks to be like a like a well used but um, clean bandage. Um, Margaret, you've probably seen like thousands of such bandages um, during your time in the war. And um, he brings it over and starts to wrap um, the bandage around the paw and basically says, don't let him run.
3: Oh, uh, thank you. And she kind of looks a little let down. I mean, this is something that she could have done herself. She thought maybe he would have more expertise or, you know, would have looked into it a little further uh she kind of watches him wrap the foot and then just raises her eyebrows and says well uh thank you for your assistance uh what do we owe you uh
1: nickel
3: all right and then um she kind of looks she looks at a little satchel that she's got uh on her hip she rummages through it and hands him a nickel for his work even though it was hardly worth that
1: and to be fair you do see that um the dog's kind of like walking around and testing the the new constraint that's been putting on its leg and it is keeping him from moving as fast as he was trying to move earlier but you do notice that he's not wincing in pain nearly as much so i mean it it was a simple fix just no one probably knew knew (laughs) to do it (laughs) because to be fair uh, margaret your, your expertise is mostly human
3: so she um she double checks Zeke to make sure he's doing all right. And then kind of nudges Bijorn to see if he has anything that he would like to ask this man, since presumably he's going to be keeping his horse here.
0: I just kind of stopped for a second. I'm like looking at her because I thought she was going to like want to talk to people. I look up. I'm like, how long have you been here, Mr. Thompson? Uh, about
1: a year. Uh, most people in town are fairly new. How do you like it here? It's 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 pretty good. I mean, again, I haven't been along much, uh. Much to realize anything different, but it's it's quiet. People are left alone. Yeah, uh, people leave me alone. Get um get paid for my services. People don't pay me. I just keep their their horse, and eventually I get paid. I pay in by by paying the same system as everyone around here, and things are good. Pay into a system. What what's that? Uh, you know the the lease the lease with who's the lease with and he kind of points down um the road and you see one of the few completed wooden structures in the uh area it's kind of like a big two-story building and it's it's notable for actually being made out of um, wood and having siding on it and there's actually glass in some of the windows and you see like a small other
0: building like a much smaller building next to it I look at it, and was I aware that there'd be a lease here for business people to pay? Or I mean, I assume there was, right? Well, you did
1: make your law roll earlier, yeah, about yeah. too, so you know about the whole who yeah. does own this land legal loophole.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I just kind of nod. <sighs> I I assume that we'll have to be going there sooner or later. I look at Margaret Miller. I I, I don't think they're gonna make you pay. I'd hope not.
3: Well, that's something I really hope Father Noz figures out ahead of time, because while I do have a nickel for little Zeke, I certainly don't think I could afford rent.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you got that uh, vow of poverty and everything. (laughs) Yeah,
0: for sure. Well, thank you, sir. And I just like stick out my
1: hand. Uh, He considers it and then kind of wipes his own hand off and takes it and squeezes it in. You're not a small man, but uh, his big old meat hooks are making your hands seem quite
0: small. <laughs> I try not to like wince. You know what I mean? I feel my knuckles that get like crushed together a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's
1: he's not like kind of crushing your hand, but it just like you feel like if he wanted to, he probably could. Real quick, who who who's in that building now? Who holds the lease? Oh uh, you know that uh the Jew from the Land to of Say office is there, but um but uh he uh, then he points to the larger building and there's the silver dollar, but uh papers kept in the small one, business done in the big one. In fact, pretty much all business
0: is done in the saloon these days. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. And I just kind of look down at Margaret Miller side-eyed, and then I just walk out. All right. So,
1: Gregory, it's been a while since you've ridden a horse. Um, You've been driving wagon this whole time, and you have some idea where to go. You, You ask around, and people just you know, pointed the way towards West and told you of a place where you can cross the Missouri at a Missouri crossing. And it says that you get to the other side and, you know, ride out for a few hours and you should be able to see Fort Lincoln, um, big wooden structure, typical of most of the military forts that you have seen.
2: All right. So, do I see like it has it like seen you know seen uh I guess um you know other, other like you know arrows embedded in the thing like you know bullet holes and sign of like damage.
1: Well, as you approach the um fort, um, you can make me a spot hidden if you like.
2: All right, we'll do. Sixty-five out of forty. Nah, I see nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean it might be hard, and I mean as a soldier self um. At some point, you probably know that if something's um, damaged, you should at least try to fix it. Otherwise, it might indicate a, a weakness, and they might try to attack it again. So that seems like what they do. But uh, you, you you approach on the uh, on the horse um, for a bit, and um, you are challenged at the gate. Uh, halt! Who goes there?
2: Gregory Smith. I'm here to see my brother,
1: Georgie. Um, the man nods at you. Um, can you make me a can you make me an app roll actually? Or sorry, a
2: credit rating roll. Credit rating, okay. 37 out of 40. I just made it.
1: All righty. Again, make sure everyone you're checking your um your skills as you make them. He nods and you see his head um go underneath um the wall for a bit and says, All right, um, you come in and you see another person um, through the holes in the in the fencing trying to open up the gate and you are led in it's a pretty tall fort um there's like um a, a, a tall like 10 foot fence with um sharpened points at the end of the stakes and there appears to be like a some sort of command tower there's a a basin for horses to be watered and a few posts um, to hitch them at but yeah you see a few men walking around wearing uh u.s uh cavalry uniforms and a lot of them are taking care of horses or um cooking beans or just kind of like milling about
2: all right so is like am i just am i being led anywhere or is people, am i just supposed to like you know sort of find my, find my own way
1: no yeah you um, you made your um, credit rating roll, so you, they're just kind of unconcerned about you causing trouble, it seems okay. to you. So, yeah.
2: So, I, I start asking around, you know, have you seen, uh, I forget what his rank is, but you know, have you seen Jordy Smith around here? You're muted. I can't hear you.
1: Ah, Smith, you say. Yeah, the, he's out on patrol.
2: Oh, uh, how long is he going to be out on patrol?
1: Oh, uh, he should be back before dark. Why don't you uh, make yourself uh, cozy by the fire and. Uh, get your uh, horse some water over
2: there. I uh, thank you. I will do I'll do just that. Oh, I do how do you guys do this every single day? My god, my so so oh like, you know, he's like you know he like you know, must sort of like as as his rear because of all the sabosaurs he started to accumulate.
1: Yeah. Uh, you you've only been doing it for a few hours, but it's much different than sitting
2: on a bench. Not not neither one's most neither one's that comfortable, but eh, at least you can at least you get used to them. Yeah.
3: If you like the style and feel of Missouri Crossing, then you'll like diluted. Set in 1848, Deluded follows a coterie who have set themselves to find out who is behind a mysterious tonic that plagues the kindred society of Victorian England.